The summer is a great time to be outdoors, but a hot day can actually be dangerous to your health. So how can you keep cool and protected even if it feels like the sun is out to get you? Let's talk about it with Dr. Gary Goodman, an emergency medicine physician at Central Florida Regional Hospital. This is Helmet of Health, the podcast from Central Florida Regional Hospital. I'm Prakash Chandran. So first of all, Dr. Goodman, during the summertime, I've heard about heat stroke. I've heard about heat exhaustion. Tell me about the differences between the two and uh, what to be aware of. Well, there are two types of heat illnesses, as you pointed out, heat exhaustion and heat stroke. It's important to recognize that heat exhaustion generally precedes heat stroke. Um, when the body's trying to respond to heat and external environmental changes, the body's going to try and sweat and, and, and cool itself off. Um, symptoms of heat exhaustion might include a headache, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, weakness. It could include irritability. But more importantly, it's going to tell you to drink. So you're going to be thirsty and you're going to be noting heavy sweating. The difference between that and heat stroke is, is pretty dangerous. Heat stroke is the most serious form of heat-related illness. And when the body temperature goes up, the brain eventually becomes unable to regulate its core temperature. Sweating stops and the body can no longer rid itself of the excess heat, right? So what it signs might include confusion, loss of consciousness, or even seizures. And, and the difference is that this heat stroke is a medical emergency that can, will, can and will kill you um, in about four to six minutes if you don't respond to it. Wow. So it seems like your body's giving you all these different signs when things are happening. That's when you're experiencing that heat exhaustion. Talk to us a little bit about what people should be aware of when they go outside. If you're going to be exposed to the heat for any long period of time, a lot goes into it. You have humidity, you have heat index, you have whether it's sunny or cloudy outside. And, and, and preemptive behavior like bringing water, knowing where your shady environments are, and really time of exposure is really important. I mean, heat index, we, we hear a lot about heat index and, 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 and temperatures greater than 115 can very easily lead to extreme triggers of, of, of heat stroke. Um, certainly, you know, if you stay in shady environments, if, you're, if your time, for example, if you're out playing golf, for example, you take pauses every, every you know, 20, 30 minutes to, to get hydrated and, you know, go into a cool environment so your body can re-regulate itself is, is very important. Yeah, you know, and uh, one thing that I'm really curious about is what to do when something like this happens. You know, I have friends uh, that go to Coachella every year, and I feel like one of them always comes down with some form of heat exhaustion or they'll pass out. They just won't get enough hydration. So maybe talk to us a little bit about what we can do when we see our friends experiencing this or we experience it ourselves. Well, it's good that a lot of these events like that uh, usually anticipate stuff like this. But let's say your your average person is out with his friend, you're playing golf, and you start to notice that he's moving a little slower, he's not acting normally. The first thing you should obviously do is have him sit or lie down in a cool, shady environment. And that could be as simple as being under a tree. Um, start feeding them water or other cool beverages to drink. Because honestly, if you don't, the, the number one, the, these cool liquids will, will, will cool the core temperatures, and that's important. Um, certainly, um, cold compresses or ice packs or even ice from a, from, a, from, a, from a drink can cool you off. And obviously, the more sicker they get, uh, you're going to start to notice, don't be afraid to call 911 because really, you, you do only have about four to six minutes when the body starts to shut down before, before protein in the body and the brain start to break down. You get really, really sick. And, and, and I've had patients die in these, in, in these situations. And, and God forbid, even if you, got find the, you find that person in the car or a vulnerable animal or adult in a car, cooling these people off is vital or they're going to die. And what about what we should be um, giving them to drink? You know, I, I hear that you uh, should absolutely give them water, but then I have some people that are like, you should definitely give them Gatorade or something with glucose in it. Do you have any thoughts around that? So 
when people sweat, the, the, the common thing they're going to lose is potassium and sodium. Um, I'm not advocating one drink or another, but certainly water is the best you can get if you can get that. But any drink such as Gatorade or, or even um, Pedialyte, I mean, it, it sounds silly where you're going to find Pedialyte in the street, but, but like any liquid like that or, or sports drink usually has sugar, which is an important metabolite. We need that, obviously, if the body's breaking down. That's, that's an energy. It's a fuel. But more importantly, the things that are going to get you are the loss of the electrolytes like sodium and potassium. And that's where the body really, really doesn't like it. It, it can get very, very sick as a result of that. So to answer your question, yes, Gatorade would be fine, but water is more important. Okay. And, you, you know, you talked about some of the proteins breaking down after 106 degrees. I'm curious about for infants uh, or the elderly, you know, d- does that change things at all? Like, do they are they more susceptible to heat uh, than others? Well, it's funny you should mention that children have a body surface area issue. So yeah, babies and infants and, and vulnerable elderly adults are, are absolutely more prone to heat related illness. Um, we take we take for granted that your grandparents sitting there on the on the sun porch wearing a sweater is is not a big deal because they're comfortable they're in their own they're in their own homes. But a, an adult something like that or a child in an environment like that can easily be overwhelmed by the heat. And, and as I said before, it really doesn't take a whole lot of time. So um, you may not notice a, a grandparent pers- firing when they should be, and uh, the same may apply to an infant. So infants and, and vulnerable elderly adults are people we definitely have to keep an eye on. Their, their risk factors are much higher. And, and not to add insult to injury, but elderly patients tend to have more comorbid illnesses like diabetes and high blood pressure, which can definitely make this worse and very much different uh, outcomes. Dr. Goodman, really appreciate your time. That's Dr. Gary Goodman, an emergency medicine physician at Central Florida Regional Hospital. Thanks for checking out this episode of Helmet of Health. Head to centralfloridaregional.com slash ER to get connected with a provider. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.